Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And we are here for episode two of our three-part series on body image. Mm -hmm. And we have the pleasure of getting with us to sit today as guests, the Nelson girls. We have Ainsley Nelson. Hi. And Kristen Nelson. Hello. Ainsley, how old are you? I'm 16. 16. Thanks for sitting with us, talking to us old fogies about this topic. <laughs> Kristen, you don't have to tell us your age. I'm 51. I'm proud of you. I'm looking good. Yeah. Look at yeah. <laughs> Hashtag gold for sure. Um, we have asked this beautiful duo to come and talk to us about this topic because we wanted represented um, a teen, so thank you, and middle-aged, thank you, <laughs> and mom and daughter. So I thought who better right. to weigh Perfect in combo. on this than the Nelson girls. Mm -hmm. um, so thanks for being here, you guys. This will be fun. Thanks, we're excited. Mm -hmm. yeah, it'll be really, really fun. So today we actually want to start out a little bit with hearing your journeys um, uh, in this area. Um, and Kristen, we can start with you. Okay, I'll start. Sure. Um, I, you know, my earliest memory of being aware of my body um, was when my mom put me in gymnastics. I was eight years old, and I remember thinking, um, oh, my my tummy is too big to wear a leotard. At eight, I was thinking wow. this. And, um, and, you know, as an adult now, I'm, I'm looking back, I'm like, my goodness, why at eight years old did I already start recognizing things um, about my body. It mm -hmm. seems like such a young age. Um, and, and then I, I thought a little bit more about it. And I just remember my mom commenting throughout her life. Um, oh goodness, I've got this belly fat I need to lose, or, oh, I, my jeans are too tight, you know? Um, and so I guess maybe as a child, I just kind of thought, well, oh, my belly's a little big too mm -hmm. at eight. Internalize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, go forward a little bit and, um, you know, becoming a teenager. And um, I felt like my family, my mom and dad were very hyper-focused on appearances. Mm. Um, I, you know, they would comment things like, oh, wow, so-and-so's let herself go, you know, mm -hmm. and um so again, as a teenager, you're, you're thinking, oh, wow, um, you're not beautiful um, or worthy if you're not thin. And I was five, I'm 5'2", I'm not a very tall person, um, but the body image that I thought in my mind that you had to have to be accepted into the world was a 5'10", 105 pounds. 
very tall, very thin. So I, I strived my entire teenage years to be bone thin. Um, and I just wasn't going to be. I was um, swimming competitively. I was, I'm 5'2", so I had, you know, broad shoulders and I was Muscly, very fit, yeah. but I never saw myself as fit. I saw myself fat. Mm. Um, and, you know, I don't want to keep going back on um, my my parents because, you know, your, your parents have their own damage and that's why they, you know, uh, treat us the way they do. But that was just kind of my growing up is if you're not thin, mm. therefore you're not worthy, you're not beautiful. Mm. Um, and it wasn't always so much what my parents said, but what they didn't say. Mm. The silence of walking to a room after I had um, dressed myself up really nice and nothing being wow. said. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was because they saw me. I, I, I was, as a teenager, I was, um, again, not fat, just um, bulky because of swimming, you know, and I was very fit, but I wasn't what I think they saw as, mm. as fit and beautiful. Mm. Um, so then through my teenage years, I'm striving to be this very thin person. So I remember there were times during my high school years, I would bring an orange, um, when I eat breakfast, I would bring just an orange for lunch and, um, and then try to hardly eat dinner. Hmm. And yeah, I lost weight. You're only eating an orange during the day and one meal at, in the evening. You're going to lose weight. Mm -hmm. But as we know, you lose that weight, you really mess up your metabolism, and then you put on weight even faster. Mm -hmm. um, so right, you know, now we here we are, I'm 51 years old. And um, do those things still kind of resonate and, and I have issues with? Not as much because I'm learning before it was run so you can eat that hamburger and french fries. Now I run because I'm 51 and my body still can run and I am doing it because it's keeping my heart healthy. It's keeping me healthy for my children and for my husband. Um, so my mindset has changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't think you ever... Um, lose this. Oh my goodness. What am I putting in my mouth thing? Um, but I'm learning that just because I'm eating this piece of cake doesn't mean I need to run eight miles tomorrow. Um, and I'm learning that God gave me a five, two body and I'm not going to be five, 10 and 105 pounds ever. Um, and I'm now learning that he gave me this beautiful temple, take care of it regardless of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's a little bit of, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that I like how you brought up the height thing, because mm -hmm. I actually think that, you know, when we're talking about body image, we're not just talking about weight Although weight is the one biggie, like for mm -hmm. us women, for sure. But yeah, I mean, body image means like, how do we see ourselves? How are we, where do we compare ourselves? So, you know, even for you to bring up that, you know, I'm five two and I really wanted to be five ten, or that was the, the ideal or whatever, that kind of thing. I, I'm, so glad that you brought that up because it is more than just about weight. It can be about height. It can be about the way your hair looks. It can be about whatever. I mean, it can be a lot about lots of, lots of different things. Right. Image is image, right? right? What we put out there and sort of what we're given. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, you know, this is what you were born right. with, how you were born to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I like the idea too, that you were talking about. And I feel like, um, 
this is a newer concept for you where in, in your mind, you were thinking always like, well, I do this so that I can do that. Like I do, I exercise all the time so that I can, you know, eat and sort of indulge, even though I you never indulge. I mean, I just, I know you, but, but I'm saying, but you to be like, not like chained to the wall by it. Like, right. and now you're, you've kind of flipped your thinking. Tell me a little bit about that um, process and journey. Yeah, I guess I just, and it's, it's just been through having a daughter mm-hmm. that I think I started really changing my mind about that. And to be honest, she's helped me more with mm-hmm. that than any book you can read. Um, I just think I, I got to a point of that is becoming something that you're just constantly thinking about 24 seven you know, um, mm-hmm. getting up and thinking about what you're going to eat and making sure the workout is going to burn that plus something, you know, plus more. Mm-hmm. And I, I just through my walk with Christ, I, I started learning that he loves me and he created me. And if I'm, I'm, how can I be upset with the body and the height and the weight that I am when this almighty creator is the one who created me. I'm, I'm actually shaming the creator of who I, who built me. And so I had to stop and for a minute and, and I felt like God was saying like, but this is who I made you, um, love this body regardless of what it looks like. And it's healthy and you're able to move and you, um, aren't sick. So, get out there and run for the enjoyment and the creation and the beauty that I have out there for you to see, not necessarily because you're striving to look a certain way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like you said, cause you're in your, you're in 51 and I love how you said, well, I run now because I can still run. Sure. Because I do think in that at the kind of our midlife, I mean, we slow down a little bit, things, things just, things go south a little bit. Right. Just, we have to make, tweaks and adjustments. And I, I know you all enough to know that along the way you have made tweaks and adjustments. Um, and, and I feel like that's out of wisdom. I feel like a lot of it is, you know, Holy spirit driven. Um, and you've done a good job of making little pivots to sort of make it work so that you can keep your fitness level and your health and, and that sort of thing. Um, but you didn't like throw the baby out with the bathwater cause you couldn't keep up with a seven minute mile. Anymore, right. 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 <laughs> like that, that's a big deal. Like I sure. think we all need to, understand that and hear that. And uh, would you share a little bit about that part of your journey and like how you had to make some pivots and changes in order to kind of stay healthy and stay feeling good about yourself, but knowing you can't do what you were doing in your thirties. Right. 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 Well, and I think it kind of goes along with, you know, what you had said, I'm no longer running the seven minute mile for how many miles. Um, because I had to adjust and start accepting this new body. I'm 51. I'm going through menopause. Things are changing. Um, and, and with that, um, I don't know if this will answer it totally, but mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of thinking of a lot of things right now. Sure. I think when you start going through menopause and you, um, and body image and things start shifting and looking different and you're not losing weight as quickly as you used to, and your metabolism slows way down. Um, you start feeling a little less desirable as well. Um, because, you know, as you get, as you get older, I think we're constantly looking for this youth look. Um, and just like I'm constantly striving to keep this seven minute pace up and I can't. Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of mesh those two together. I, I no longer can keep that physical body up, but I can no longer keep this 
youthful body up unless I want to go and have thousands of dollars of worth of surgery done. Which so usually I, makes you look crazy. Right. It makes you look <laughs> like, who is that? To be honest. <laughs> I had to just mesh those two together and say, okay, physically my body's slowing down and it's okay. But also my body is slowing down and like you said, kind of going south too. And, and finding the beauty in slowing down, but my body's still working and finding the beauty in, in aging mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. When you say desirable, help me help us understand what that means. Like, do you mean like towards Jim, your husband? I, I, you know what? Um, it, yes, it could be towards, uh, I think desire towards my husband. I think just in general, um, I think because I have a, 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 my husband is so, um, beautiful with who I am. It hasn't always been so much with him mm, okay. as it is what the outside world mm. now sees mm. me. Sure. Um, okay. and, oh, it, you know, we look at, um, television and, um, whatever it might be, social media. And I think I have a hard time looking at the young 30 year old who has zero wrinkles and just no love no handles. Stretch marks. And just, <laughs> you're just looking at just these and you really desire that. And then it makes me feel less desirable to other people. Like I even feel not so much like I said, I don't feel it with my husband as much as I feel like the world stops um, mm. seeing you as um, worthy. Yeah, because, I thought of the word worthy yeah, too. Yeah, I, I, I guess one. because you feel like you're just kind of shriveling up now. Right. And you almost become start becoming a little invisible. Yes. Or, I mean, and honestly, that that is part of what the world tells us. They do. Sure. You know, there is there's these weird like little age lines where it's like, oh, too old. You're now invisible. Right. Or and ho- Hollywood is one of the worst candidates. You know, people. I mean, you do see people like I think I saw the other day. Cher is how old is Cher now? Seventy. Oh, I She's seventy. I'm like, whoa. And she does not look her age. No. 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 I don't. She doesn't. But I do think that there is something to, I get what you're saying and that like, well, it's almost like you're, you're almost kind of fighting not to kind of just go by the wayside or be disappeared yes. or, or be whatever, become invisible or whatever. Right. Um, because the world is like, uh, if I had to choose, I'm going to choose 30 or right. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to wear the hip styles that 20 and 30 year olds are wearing. So do they not see me worthy enough to do mm. other work in the world? And, and, I don't know if that's getting off topic a little bit, but I think because of aging and how your body starts aging, you, I do start, you start feeling a little more invisible. Sure. Like, like, Oh, you've had your time, Kristen. Now it's Mm -hmm. time for the, Mm -hmm. for the youngs to move, youngsters to move up in the world. That would be such a mistake. Cause I think about like with that comes so much wisdom and the longer boots on the ground experience, right? Life experience is so valuable. Um, yeah, there's just like a fine, delicate line in there. And honestly, another area to be praying for, um, that the Lord would continue to create space for, for what we have to bring. Sure. Um, even though we're not, you know, like the 20 somethings and 30 somethings mm-hmm. of the world, cause we do, we are still valuable right. and we are still, and we hope that, you know, not just like this, whatever, this kind of, um, book by the cover, like our, our book cover isn't 
does it make people just instantly go, oh, I'm not going to ask her. Right. She seems a little ancient. Yeah. Like, okay, what? Like, actually, I probably have more answers than you even want to know. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think at, at the stage, too, you, I have, you know, I have a 25-year-old and a 22-year-old and a 16-year-old and 10-year-old, and I feel like there's still so much to offer and uh -huh. so much to give out. Um, but then again, it's that, um, I don't know, that – devil voice inside of you that's like oh sorry there's mm -hmm. there's you know they want to hear from a, a younger crowd yeah. and yeah and, um so yeah I yeah think, the enemy wants to whisper to you to like right oh, yeah triple up and just yeah. go sit in the corner now yeah, yeah. you know Oof. so you know what we like to tell him Right. But we won't today. Right. <laughs> because then we have to put an E yes. on the podcast. We don't have the bleepers. Yeah, yeah, we don't have the bleepers. So. We don't want the E on there. No. It's connected. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of a rated R. Yeah. 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 Well, PG-13, I think they allow one. Which, oh, good to know. Well, I love the part where you also said, um, about how, you know, you you learned, um, from Ainsley, mm -hmm. like, um, I think I, I know a little bit of the story, so I'll, I'll, I'll get us going on that. But I know, wasn't it something like Ainsley, you said, mom, do you think that's really a good thing that you were like, why well, run? So I can't eat that right. or the burger or whatever. And Ainsley, there's something in the, in you that was like, eh, mom, yeah. that sounds so messed up. Yeah. Like, tell me about that. And so, um, I just noticed that um those comments that she was making and um i noticed that i was also that's something i was going through at the same time mm -hmm. and um i wanted i wanted the better for both of us and um it's so much easier to comment on someone else's um issue or like so her making those comments i was like does not sound good and that's not what's yeah. supposed to be going on in your mind and so but through that it helped mm -hmm. me so much more and um actually commenting on that helped me um get out of that mindset too mm -hmm. and yeah we just bounced off of each other yeah mm -hmm. and it's weird because at the time I when she said that you know you, you know you just kind of say things but you don't realize until someone says something to you that wow that's, that seems a little off then i started thinking that is really off to say that mm -hmm. like yeah, i i run so i can eat mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. why would i think that mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it yeah. did it made me really think about it yeah. Yeah. well it did make sense i mean i understand right. what i understand what you're saying only because <laughs> i mean i get also easily you're pointing yeah. you're pointing it out i'm like i get that but i feel like like you and I both, Kristen, we've been right. thinking that for a long time. I like, know. Well, this is why. So oh, when right. she was saying that, I was right. like, I'm yeah. still doing that. Yeah. Like, like it's so. I worked out this morning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can have a bowl of ice cream. Right. You know. It's like it like afforded us some, some, some play. It's a little yeah. freedom. So we didn't have to be so, you know, mindful of every single thing. Like it gave us a little bit of freedom, but, but I also understand like Ainsley from your perspective and your, your wisdom and just, and your bravery of just being like, actually, like I get what you're saying. And it's actually kind of gross and totally backwards. <laughs> like you're right. Like, I don't think that's what we should be thinking. I don't think that's what we should be, yeah. you know? And I, I also just want to point out, I mean, I, I encourage every single mom of a daughter out there to posture yourselves 
in a learning posture before your child. I get it. You need to train them. You, We are called to raise them in the way of which they should go. And we have wisdom and we have you know, lessons to teach them. But I am telling you right now, if you are willing to do this give and take and to learn from these girls, um, young women, um, young adults, eventually and onward, and you're not willing to be like, actually, I'm going to take that nugget and make it my own and kind of turn it into this give and take awesome relationship. Like, I am challenging right now, go for it. Like say, what can I learn from my daughter? What does she see? What does she hear? What is her experience? And and humble yourself in that way mm -hmm. because that is what I see here and that is so, so yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I've always told my kids like, hey, call me out on my stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think growing up, I um, didn't have that space to say, hey, mom and dad, that actually is not correct. Why are you saying that? I don't feel like I had that space. Yeah. I want my kids to be able to call me out on it. Yeah. Um, because I think that's the only way we're going to change the, um, Word I'm looking for like yeah, generations yeah, yeah. of our yeah. of our kids like like by Ainsley yes by yeah. Ainsley calling me out now she's gonna raise children in a, in a place yeah. that's a little healthier than how I raised her right until that generational sin stops absolutely you know? yeah. Yeah. we yeah. make a yeah. shift right. in that and I had the same exact thought kind of what you were saying Shannon about like it just is such a testament to like the relationship that you guys share mm -hmm. and that you know Ainsley you felt safe and comfortable and knew that you could bring that to your mom's attention that it yeah. would be received well, because mm -hmm. that's not always the case. And so mm -hmm. it, you know, that just is such an example of that and, and really how we can learn from our kids and how we can um, really give weight to what they have to say. Mm -hmm. And because I think that as a society, sometimes it's like, Oh, like they're, they're just kids. They're, they're, right. you know, Oh, those goofy teenagers or whatever. Right. But like, let's give some, yeah. justice like to these kids and, and that they are smart human yeah. beings yeah. Yeah. and that mm -hmm. what they have to say is not only important, but as their parents, it's part of our job to like acknowledge them in those ways. And I mean, Drew's done the same thing to me. He pointed out like negative self-talk that I was doing out loud about myself. Mm -hmm. And he literally said, mom, you shouldn't say those things about right. yourself. They're not true. Right. And I was like, it was like a gut punch. Like, holy cow, like he, my child is hearing me talk about myself mm -hmm. this way. Is he receiving messages that this is how he should talk about himself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was just, it was very weighty mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same thing. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, like he's right. Yes. And I, I thanked him. I was like, oh, thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. Like, you're right. I shouldn't be saying things like that Yeah. because I'm just putting myself down. Like, that's that's not yeah that's not good and it's not the way the Lord speaks to right. us. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's that's so good. So many things that you said, Kristen, were just like, uh huh. Yep. Sure. Yep. But like in an opposite way of like me being five foot ten, and when I was in <laughs> high school, I was like 125 pounds and got made fun of for being so skinny. Like, oh, interesting. I just wanted to be. Smaller. Yeah. I just wanted to be mm -hmm. shorter. I just wanted to blend in. I, yeah. I didn't want to be five foot ten in high yeah. school. I'm taller than all the boys when I was a freshman yeah. and, and all that. But mm -hmm. getting those kind of same messages from mm -hmm. my mom and not in a in a way that she was trying to be um, critical or or trying to shame me in any way. But there was this same idea of like, as long as you are like 
all put together and beautiful on the outside, like you're good to, you're good to go. And just like little comments mm -hmm. or things like, mm -hmm. you know, suck it in Watson, you know, like, yeah. cause, like this is where I carry like the yeah. middle area is the first place that my weight is going to go when I, when I put it on, it's like, I, I'm, yeah. I didn't even know what to say to yeah. it. Like, it is hurts. damaging how um, just things that parents say, thinking they're helping you, mm -hmm. um, how damaging they yeah. are. And I think, I know. you know, yeah. I do remember my dad. Um, and again, I, you know, I, I say this with all love. I have respect for my parents. Again, mm -hmm. it's it's how they grew up too, mm -hmm. and their yeah, their totally. view on on body image. But I do remember my dad when I was a teenager. He's like your face is just so, so round, kind of, you know, and he just would make comments uh, about my face being so round. And, um, and, and you know, it, it was so damaging because what you want to hear as a, as a young adult a young girl from your dad is you're absolutely stunning and you're beautiful. Yeah. I never heard that. Uh, instead, it was always on how I can improve my body and how I should probably lose some weight. Um, but there was never anything positive. Mm -hmm. So I, the only way I felt like I could please my, my mom and dad is if I was active and losing weight. Mm -hmm. and, and that is how I got love from them. Wow. Um, and it's not that they were doing it maliciously or um, trying to hurt you. Like, I'm sure that like, I think my they'd mom, be shocked to know this. Absolutely. Like if my <laughs> mom listens to this one, she's going to probably like cry because sure. like, I've never told her how that impacted me, but it was not, I know that it wasn't from a place of, um, trying to be mean by it. she, sure. I'm sure was like trying to be encouraging in that, absolutely. you know, like I see the beauty, but I also see that like, Oh, maybe there's a lot of cookies going on or something, yeah. you know, like, like it wasn't something that she was trying to be trying to, pull me down or cut me down or anything like that. I think the intention behind it was really for her good, but just the way that it was received yeah. right, for me was like, okay, so I have to have this perfect body right. at all times. Right. And if I don't, then what? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's still something, you know, and you talking about like being able to kind of shift into um, being accepting of how our bodies change as we get older. Cause I'm 40, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, there are things that I'm starting to be like, well, that's not where that used to be. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I like that very much, yeah. but here we are. Yeah. And just like recognize that my body is going to change. And I'm not always going to have a young body and it's just going to continue to progress in the opposite direction of what it was when I was 20 right. and kind of start to embrace that. And like, still, I want to be healthy. I want to be working out. I want to be active. I want to be moving. But that doesn't mean that like the goal behind that is perfection, mm -hmm. which yeah. is hard to break away from. Yes, yeah, it, it is. really, Absolutely. truly is. It is. So, yeah. so I had this um, image, I think I talked about before when I was growing up that I wanted to be very tall and very thin. I started realizing with my teenage daughter that I was projecting this image mm -hmm. that I wanted for myself onto her. And so when she would pick something up to eat or she would um, stand in front of the refrigerator, I would just constantly like make comments like, do you really need that? Didn't you already eat Ainsley? Um, and then I slowly started learning that this image that I wanted for myself, I, I wanted it for Ainsley. And I felt like God was saying, what if your daughter doesn't want what you wanted? Mm -hmm. And he slowly started changing my mind 
that, you know what? Ainsley is who I created. Let me mold and grow Ainsley the way I want her and the way I have developed her. And so I had to really stop the talk. And I'm sure she'll get into it of of like, why are you eating that, Ainsley? What, um, you know, didn't you already have breakfast? Um, I really had to stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what she, I, she did not want the same image that mm-hmm. I wanted. Yeah. You're perfect. I mean, we were talking about perfect. Your perfect was right. This one way. And you're projecting that onto Ainsley. Right. And that's not what she wanted. Right. right. What I was think, that like for you? Yeah. I think the comments is a really important um, topic in body image because um, it was, there was a time during quarantine where it was just nonstop comments um, oh. about, um, the way my body was changing because it was changing in the way that she that she um, wanted when she was younger. Yes. Um, there was a point where I my body was this like turning into this thin thinner figure, and um, the comments I was getting was in the person giving them positive, but it's the way that someone who's struggling with it receives it, and mm-hmm. I, we were talking about it before just you're receiving it so much differently than the person giving it thinks that like they're helping you. Mm. And it's just Mm. so damaging um, in the process. And um, yeah, so those comments she was making um, and my dad was also um, was a part of it too. Just comments about what you're eating and what um, like your body, oh, it's changing a lot. Like your thighs are smaller, your stomach, your waist is so much smaller. And it's like, I, I knew that and I liked that it was happening, Mm -hmm. but then I was thinking to myself, was it not, was I not like this before? Was I not as desirable as before? And, um, so that was, yeah, that was the time that I was struggling a lot. Um, the comments were a hard, yeah. And I think for her and I, and this is just probably very, specific to us you know it might this her trigger might not be somebody else's trigger yeah but the more she worked out and the more she was changing both jim and i were like wow ainsley you look absolutely amazing you have really gotten fit in the meantime what it was doing to her was making her think i've got to keep doing this to keep getting Mm -hmm. this positive reinforcement yeah because it wasn't only about food i you Mm -hmm. had also amped your game up big time i mean what else was there to do in COVID? i know (laughs) and it probably and you know it probably felt pretty good at times but yeah yeah, you really multiplied your exercise or your energy output too explain what that was like and so um i very much during COVID and quarantine wanted to um well, I think not being at school, I saw the way my parents worked out. I saw the way they ate. And I was like, wow, like that is not at all what I do. I would come home. I would have a huge snack. I would have breakfast and lunch, huge snack, go to ballet, come back, huge dinner. And I was seeing their patterns. And I was like, I need to do that because obviously right now I eat way more than they do. I don't work out as much as they do. Like I need to do that. And so I ended up doing way more than they did. Um, and cutting back on a lot of food. And so um, it was exhausting, but, and I saw the results quickly and I was like, this is good. But then I was never happy with how I looked and I was never satisfied Mm. at all with anything. And so I did just keep going and going and going. So I was like, I'm getting positive feedback. I just need to keep doing it. 
um, I want to keep this body forever. This is like perfect. Um, but I was just not happy. And it was probably the lack of food. <laughs> yeah. Food makes me yeah, so I'm hungry. Real, real bad. Yeah. So I like, do know that was, yes, definitely, that was definitely um, one of the main reasons I was not yes. happy during that. Um, and just your, I think about your physiology and like what's happening. Like mm-hmm. it was probably messing with your hormones oh, yeah. and your hormones are trying to get a grip anyway because yeah. you're in your teen years and oh goodness, I can only imagine. Yeah. And I yeah. totally feel it too. Just the complete change in not only my body, but mental state was just horrible. And like, um, just not being able to get that happiness and joy. Yeah. Um, because all I could focus on was progressing in working out meeting mm-hmm. so. did you ever have that mindset of like if I keep going like if I keep doing this and I get to a certain point then I'll be happy once oh, I get here then oh, I'll yeah. be happy yeah and the thing is I was where I wanted to be <laughs> I totally where I totally was where I wanted to be mm-hmm. I had that goal and I and I got there pretty quickly mm-hmm. um but I still just was not happy because there was something mm-hmm. else I saw I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, okay, I need to work on this next time. Oh. Get that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, now I need to work on this and then work on that, get it. Um, and to the point where it was just exhausting. Yeah. So how did you like, sounds like you've shifted away from that yeah. and like you're in a better place now. Like, yes. What was that like for you to be able to kind of pivot and shift gears and start stepping um, away from that mindset? So for me, it was... Um, the moment where I like, I couldn't avoid it anymore and just said it to my mom that I was struggling. And I was not expecting to say it. It kind of just came out um, one day. Was it like a blah? Yeah. Or was it like a... It was like, I was sitting there and I was like, I think I might have a problem with like eating. She was like trying to figure out like what that Mm -hmm. meant. Mm -hmm. And then finally we got to the point because I like to like, Feed around, but sure, sure. And then finally, we got to the point where I was like, "Yeah, I definitely am struggling, mm. and I think I need help with it." Um, mm. And then, yeah, from there, I mean, it's it's kind of gone through phases, um, mm-hmm. but it's a lot better than mm-hmm. it was. Um, and I think just saying it out loud was finally the moment where mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, this." Um, and I tried so. Throughout this whole time, I, I'm really bad at journaling. And so I would try to like, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to write it down. Like, yes, I have a problem with this. And maybe this will help me out. But it never did because I just, I needed help with it mm. with, from someone else. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't find it inside you. And even, mm-hmm. I mean, I, so to explain what you mean by help. Um, I mean, obviously your parents, they, yeah. they gave some support there yeah. for sure. But I mean, did you feel like they were, were you like, uh, you're not quite so, equipped. Like I need outside yeah. voice. Sorry, so right? first, my first kind of like talk with them, I just asked them um, to just stop the comments um, Ooh, about geez, you're anything. So pretty. I know. I'm so telling <laughs> you because um, Ouchie. it was. Yeah. I was one. I think I was desiring the comments um, mm. about something else, not just my body, not what I was eating. I was desiring comments about. Um, because you're like, smart as heck, man. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah, so smart. Yeah. Other things other than body. And I think it's so easy 
to make comments about that. So we had a really um, good discussion and then that completely stopped. So that helped a lot. And then second was talking about just the problem in general and then asking for a therapist because um, yeah, I just needed bigger help than what we could help each other out with. And yeah, it's helped a lot. That's so great. I have like, I'm just like all like goosebumpy <laughs> and just like on so many different levels. Like Ainsley, your bravery in not only sharing this here, but like being able to be honest with your parents in that and ask them for what you need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kristen, for you and Jim to like be able to immediately respond to that and be like, oh my gosh, okay, yeah, like mm-hmm. we got you, girl. Like, and also to recognize, I think as parents, it can be hard. Um, to mm. say like, we don't have everything mm-hmm. that she needs. Yeah. We need to find something outside of what we can do mm-hmm. for our child. And that can be hard as a parent because we want to be able to take care of our babies. Right. We want to be able to be mm-hmm. like, I got this. Mm-hmm. I can help you. But being able to take a step back and be like, this isn't where, like, this isn't where I need to shine. Right. Like I can shine by asking for help from somebody else mm-hmm. for right. my child so that they get are getting exactly what they need. So just like, the, the bravery all around and the transparency and the openness that you guys are able to share as mother and daughter and as just a family in general, like my little therapist heart is just like Aww. all flutter. <laughs> yeah. And I think when she first came to me as a mom, you instantly want to like, okay, it's noon. We will have this fixed by four o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> like you instantly as a mom, you just want to bring in your baby birds and be like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. And then I really had to come to a place of, wait a minute, I don't have what it takes. Mm -hmm. I do not have what it takes to help her. Mm -hmm. I can love her and love her through sending her to someone who can deal with this way better than I can. And Mm -hmm. you know what? She might not want to tell us absolutely everything. And as a mom, I had to be okay with... I might not know everything that's going on inside of her. That's okay. Letting go of that control was first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Um, I needed her to have an outlet where she felt freedom Mm -hmm. to be able to talk to someone else. Um, And I think there was a freedom, a mother daughter freedom that was, was perfect and just enough. But I also was willing to release that Mm -hmm. as well. A couple of things there that I recognize. um, First of all, just, I commend you for your humility. I commend you for owning it. I commend you, Ainsley, for, you know, I mean, I get what you're saying. You kind of danced around it Mm -hmm. and kind of you probably there was a part of you um, that was probably afraid to to say it out loud, but also afraid to hurt your parents and to be to have them feel any type of way like, oh, you made me. But congratulations to you and Jim to be mature enough. And grounded and rooted enough in Christ to know that like, no, I'm not going to be distracted by that because the enemy wants you guys to be distracted by that. And they want you to go into this hidey hole of like, we did this and we, we, you know, blah, blah, blah. I I mean, to me, that's a wasting time. Yeah. But for you to be like, okay, there are some things we did wrong here. What an awesome model that you are giving your kids to own the stuff that you did wrong. Cause we parents, we do stuff wrong all the time and then be willing to be like, okay, how can we, how can we help? and open to letting other people in. And I like how you also pointed out, the other thing I wanted to point out was when you said like, well, I wanted this fixed by 4 p.m. I think that us parents, and I recognize this in myself all the time, my kids come to me and they're struggling with something. There's something that rises up in me that 
is less about sometimes is less about them yes. and more about me. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And about how I this is a problem and it is going to it's not good for them, clearly. They're they need rescuing and da 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 da. But this is also causing me distress. Right. And it needs to just go away. And right. we want to figure out what that is and right. just fix it. But we are dealing with other humans mm -hmm. and you're God's kid, Ainsley. Like it's like your mom and your dad recognize, like, you know what? At the end of the day, Ainsley is a child of God and you are made a certain way and wired a certain way and it takes time and you're in a process. You are already pretty deeply in a process before mm -hmm. you voiced it yeah. and it's not going to be something that's going to be fixed. And we have to make sure that we remember as parents, it's not about us. Mm -hmm. It actually isn't about us. Again, mm -hmm. that can become a huge distraction. It's about me and it's blah, blah. I mean, and I just, good yeah. job well, and you I think all. I I was like, well, I caused this, mm -hmm. so now I've got to fix it. Because sure. like you said, I, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed sure. what I've taught my daughter. And so to be mm -hmm. able to av avoid the embarrassment with my friends and whoever might find this out, we're going to figure it out ourselves. And we're going to, and and I'm going to unwind this ball of yarn that I've created over here. Sure. And so I did. I was like, I want to fix this rapidly because I created this. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I think God was like, and, and she was the one who was actually like, I want to talk to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that was when I'm like, it's not, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. I, I've got to just, I got on the computer, we sat down, we mm -hmm. started looking up therapists in the area mm -hmm. that can mm -hmm. deal with that. And, um, I, I, I had to release that and let that go. Mm -hmm. I mean, even so much to where, like, Ainsley, I mean, you drove yourself to your appointments. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's so great. Like, because I could see a parent being like, okay, well, we will do this, and I will take you, and I will pick you up, and I will get the Cliff's notes. And no, you won't, first of all, because yeah. counselors, you they can't won't. do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and just, but you really just let her have the space. And I, some of that is because, Ainsley, you're so wise, and you're so strong, and she knows that. And she's so proud of you. And mm -hmm. she sees who God is making you to be. And she's so for that. And she trusts that process, even though it's terrifying, right? Of course it's terrifying. And you you are absolutely going to be way better than her. <laughs> but <laughs> she right? We is. want that. We yeah. want our kids, specifically as moms, as yes. women, we want our daughters to be way better than us. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, because we, we want to say, okay, I, we are breaking chains. Like Amy, you said, you know, breaking chains of like habitual um, generational yes, sin and just absolutely. ways that we think and function and work. Mm -hmm. We want freedom for you yeah. guys in that. Mm -hmm. And, and you're, you're well on your way. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you, and, and just, the, I learn. I think just the way you've learned to advocate for yourself, you will not be able to advocate for others. I mean, they're not that this is going to be your jam forever, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> that you'll have a reference mm -hmm. to support those around you and to help people around. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there's a part inside of me that kind of, when you were talking about how you were thinking about yourself and feeling about yourself, I, I almost got, I almost cried cause I was like, Oh, I think about you Ainsley. And I think about just how much I love you and how wonderful I think you are. And I'm like, I oh, don't think that way about my Ainsley, yeah. you know, which is, you know, oh. you thinking about yourself. But then right. I thought about even, the 16 yeah. year old me. Mm. <laughs> and I, I just want to encourage everybody who's listening right now to, you know, if, if you're not 16 and you are 40 something or 50 something, whatever, 
you know, think about that 16 year old you, like mm-hmm. you're reminding me of how hard I was on the 16 year old mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And that 16 year old me is still inside sure. of me. Yeah. She's in there like, jeez, yeah. like you just <laughs> abandoned me here and you left me, you know, and we're so hard on those parts of ourselves, oh, yeah. Yeah. young parts of ourselves. And I, I'm like, oh, I encourage everybody to just to comfort that part of yourself and 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 do a better self talk like what should we what's a better self talk Ainsley how can we be talking to those parts of ourselves yeah. and healing those parts of ourselves so i think um, just realizing like when you're when you look at someone and you're like or you look at a group of people and you're like i would never body shame anyone i would like that is just so awful to do that and like yeah just i would never body shame and then looking in the mirror and being like but I would body shame you is like something oh. I feel like I think we need to realize is it's that's actually exactly what's happening when we do that. And it's not and it's covered up by things um, by like fake taking care of our body. Yeah, I think we sure. do a lot. Also, Ooh, fake taking care. Of. Yeah, that. let's <laughs> go on that track. Days when we're like spa days and we're working out and I'm taking care of my body. I'm eating right. I'm eating a lot of vegetables, all this stuff. I think, yes, that's great. And I feel like you should think about that first, but it shouldn't be something that's consuming and where you're depriving yourself. Um, that's at least where it started out for me was I was like, I want to eat right. I want to work out. And then at some point it got to a point where I was depriving myself of things that I really do need. Cause all in the name of taking care of your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, whoa. That's what I would think. Is, I, okay, are, should we patent that? How do we? How do we patent that? <laughs> right? Is fake taking care of your body like it's, a thing out there? Because I've I mean, never I think heard you've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of it. Oh my gosh! Right here, you made it up. Right there. Yeah. Whoa. So good. Gold though. Yeah, it's gold. So good. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Back to the therapist a little bit. Um, you, you know, you were talking about how, oh, I hope the, as a mom, I want to see the cliff notes. I, I would, she'd come back oh, and yeah. like, what'd you talk about? Yeah, and then, <laughs> talk about? And then it'd be like for, for five minutes, like asking me yeah. everything I talked about. And then what'd she oh, say? Like, what'd she say? What'd you say? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and again, because I'm a mom and I want to gain control of what's going on because yeah. I need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she finally told me like, I, I don't want to talk about what I talked about with the therapist with you. And I was like, no tip, dude. You are. I know. Who are Sing. Ouchie. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. But then, but, I yeah, right? <laughs> but I'm like, all right, that makes sense. Why would I send sure. her to a therapist yeah. if I need her to come home and tell me everything she talked about with yeah. her? Like, yeah. who wants to talk about that again? And, and. You know, because I'm like, well, did you talk about me? Yeah. Like, that yes. was one of the questions. Guaranteed. Did you, did you talk about me? What did you, what'd you say about me? And I'm like, gosh, okay. This is why we have ROIs and parents can't call yeah. the therapist. Just stop. I have I have got to just yeah. trust this this beautiful child of mine mm. who is mm. who is trying to gain some strength and, and gain health in this mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> I have low-key probably put her in this place, so why do I think that now if I ask her what the therapist is saying, that that's going <laughs> to... She's going to tell you all. Yeah, that was actually really funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't... I came... I, my comment back to you wasn't one of those, like, serious ones. It yeah. was like, I don't want... <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. You weren't harsh at all about it. You were just kind of like... You're yeah. like, wait a minute. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just yeah. don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I also learned through all of this, I don't know if we talked about this, also learned her triggers. Um, mm. And I, I think that was important. Again, yeah. the triggers for Ainsley might not be a trigger for you or, or for you, but it was for her. Mm-hmm. So by us saying, if I'm repeating myself, forgive me, but for me saying like, oh, Ainsley, wow, you're doing so good. You look so great. Mm-hmm. That was not yeah that was triggering her to Mm -hmm. do things to herself Mm -hmm. that were not healthy Mm -hmm. it it goes back to that delicate balance probably i mean i don't know do you think like do you not want to hear anything about that all Mm -hmm. at all ever (laughs) again or do you just like can we just add in a couple other things i mean where where what is the i asked her that too yeah the delicate balance well what like, what can we say? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, what yeah. would be so, helpful? Uh, yeah, yeah, what would be helpful? For, I just needed, um, the first time I asked you to, like, stop the comments was I just needed complete, like, no comments about my body at all was just what I needed for that time. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, and it was very helpful because nobody else in my life was saying anything about my body. So it was, like, a complete, just, I wasn't focusing on my body. I just needed nothing to be drawn to focus my attention. Good or bad. Yeah. Good or right. bad. And yeah, right. a lot of it was good. All right. of it was good. There was no bad that you yeah. said. But in my head, it was received as bad because mm. I didn't see that in myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think um, adding back, like, the comments is just, I think, not – commenting on stuff that you immediately think about someone because when you immediately Mm. when you look at someone obviously it's going to be the body and that's what you'll automatically say like when you're commenting someone you're probably going to say like oh I love your hair today I love your uh." Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so I think um comments that are just more about who they who the person is what Mm -hmm. they're doing like yeah I think is way more is all around will be positively mm-hmm. received more li- more lasting stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah and um not skin deep huh? yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. um just i think pivoting what you would want to say first automatically about someone's body and instead like what do i actually admire about someone mm-hmm. um and i think asking you to stop those comments also helped me because i was a huge not judgmental person on other people's bodies, but I would also make those comments because I, I wanted to, and I, that's the first thing I saw. And so um, I've just realized, like, looking into someone else deeper. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, I, I, I get that now because I always looked for compliments about my body or how I look. that affirmation, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me feel worth. Um. And now I'm learning, like, compliment her on, like, wow, Ainsley, you are so incredibly strong and have such a joy about yourself. Like, all of these things, I need to compliment her on the characteristics that God has given her, not so much... The, the physical part of her. It's like the character, not the characteristics. Right. Yeah. The right. Yeah. yeah. And I think even as an adult, I'm still looking for physical characteristic compliments. Mm-hmm. And not the characteristic of who I, who Kristen is. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when people say things like, "Oh, you're you're so kind, you're so gentle," I'm like, "No, I'm yeah. not." You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, you just instantly de- de- 
fuck those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where I think we're very different um, with trigger points or like comments like that is I I find so much worth when people comment um, other than my body. Um, I like remember them. And I remember I, I tell her every time I come back from school and someone comments on something that's just not normal mm-hmm. and like something about your personality mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. and so um and when it's about the body it's it's not as yeah no and what mm-hmm. I'm saying is I think I'm still in a place I don't think it's healthy that I do that oh, yeah. right I I don't think it's healthy that I am constantly looking for the physical characteristic mm-hmm. of people to say something about yeah. me yeah. so I I wish I could be in that place because mm-hmm. uh, I I I'm, I'm still not mm. right. So yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. There's a whole nother angle here that just came kind of popped into my mind and just super quick, but um, it kind of, it, I'm also thinking about like the other as- aspect of like how we communicate as, as moms or as women to boys and men in right. our life about those things, because obviously I rec I've, I've recognized as an adult, especially over the last couple of years, like how important that was physical like the compliments for the physical things were. And so as Drew's gotten older and like, maybe he'll like tell me about like a, a, a girl that he likes in his class or something like that. Like I have been very intentional about the first thing that I'm asking, not being about what she looks like or is she pretty, but being like, Oh, what is it that you like about her? Yeah. Um, you know, is, is she kind? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. is she smart? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like, Having being like, and it's a running joke because he loves blondes. So like, does she have blonde hair? You know, yeah. like putting those types of things like at the bottom of the list mm-hmm. of like when I'm inquiring about this person that he's sharing sure. about to like give him that message of like, it's not all about physical beauty, yeah. right? It's not all about what somebody looks like on the outside and like just kind of trying to give that message to our young men also. Right. Like it's, it's not just that. Well, and bouncing off of that, Ainsley the other day asked me a question that almost, I mean, it just almost dropped. I dropped on the floor. She, she's like, did you ever talk to the boys? Like I have talked to her about body image. Like, did I make comments to my boys? Like Mm -hmm. I made comments to her Mm -hmm. like, wow, Jake and Adam, good job working out. Your bodies are looking amazing. And I just, I didn't. I don't ever remember worrying about their body image as much as I've worried about my daughter's body image. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, that was just something for me. I just don't ever worried about what my boys look like. If they were getting muscular enough or if they were getting thick enough or broad enough or too thin or too, I, for me, that just wasn't something. It was more of, of what a, female needs to look like. I wasn't mm-hmm. concerned about my boy's yeah. body image mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that's societal also, because yeah, as totally. women, we have been given this message of it's, we're supposed to look a certain way. And I love seeing like in magazines and in, and in advertisements of like for even like bras and underwear, like all different shapes of women. It's not just tall, super skinny women with large breasts that are yeah. modeling, you yeah. know, bras and underwear. Like it's, this wide array of body types. And I'm like celebrating that, you know, like, Oh man, are we finally moving in the right direction societally Mm -hmm. of this like acceptance of more than just this perfect quote unquote body type and seeing like women are Mm -hmm. 
all shapes and sizes, yeah, and it's yeah. all beautiful. Yeah, it's all so beautiful. But you know what? I also noticed, and I actually did notice this the other day. It's not just because you're bringing up this topic. I noticed that we still don't see that in men, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. we only see yeah. the chiseled. Mm-hmm. So the dad bod is kind of like getting some some traction, you know, of like people like being like, oh yeah, dad bod. But they choke like, about it, right? Like joke, in right. in in editorials, and I, I yeah. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it. Maybe I also don't look that much, but I, but I, I, yeah. I mean, I just, it's a great question you asked your mom, because Mm -hmm. to be honest, on both sides, did you give them that pressure? Yes or no? And then the other was like, I think we neglect that it actually impacts impacts our men too yeah impacts our boys impacts our men yeah Yeah. it's a it's a human thing not just a a human thing thing. but we're talking to women so we're focusing (laughs) (laughs) this has been so amazing um and as we wrap up i want to make sure that before we completely wrap up i just want to hear like where are you at now both of you and give us direction on how you got there um because I am guessing that this has just been so informational for everybody tuning in, not just for individuals, um, individual teens and individual mid-lifers, but moms and daughters too. So where are you guys at now and how'd you get Um, there? So for me, it was very technical uh, of how I got into this place of being happier about my body and more um, positive about it. It was very um, technical for me. Um, I started eating three meals a day specifically and a snack and um, just making that a routine Um, and then realizing like after I ate I was like I feel happy I feel good I feel energized Um, also spending less time working out and and, um, yeah less time worrying about working out Mm. Um, that helped a lot and then for my mental and emotional health um, honestly, eating right just helped me feel mm-hmm. better about who I am, about my body, mm-hmm. um, and talking to my mom and talking to my dad about um, where I was struggling and um, just surrounding myself with people who um, helped me in my journey because there was a lot of friends um, who didn't help at all. They made it a lot worse, and so I think um, – Spending less time with them and more time with people who helped me. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, I, I would have to say it's a journey that really never ends. You never arrive. It never ends up being perfect. Mm-hmm. I think um, there's things are going to come up, whether um, your body's changing because of age or a pandemic, <laughs> you know, it, it just body image and eating. I feel like just will always be my struggle. It, it just will. Is it absolutely better? Yes. I have learned to love me, um, for me, um, and not for, um, how I appear. Um, with Ainsley, I feel like also I had to relieve her a little bit of, Hey, 
the way dad and I eat is going to be less than you. You're a teenager. Mm -hmm. You're a growing teenager. You need more calories. You need more carbs. You need more protein. You need more fat. Mm -hmm. You need all of that stuff because you're growing. Your brain needs it more than anything. Your brain needs it. And so I needed to release my daughter of this place of looking at how we ate because here I am walking through menopause and I, I have to be a little conscious of, of um, foods that cause inflammatory and, and eating things that are more anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Not, yeah. not because um, I'm so worried about weight, but I, I'm worried about there's a mental health component that goes with it too. And so mm-hmm. I had to mm-hmm. let her know, hey, mm-hmm. um, our, our eating mm-hmm. styles are going to be different. Good. Please yeah. don't watch our eating styles. Yeah. yeah. Developmental uh, stage is a big deal. Yeah. And there, and she's a very active teenager. We've got all got kids that are in sports. They mm-hmm. have to have those calories. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, like I said, it's just a journey that just never ends. But I catch myself more quickly now mm-hmm. of when it starts becoming um, not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The thing that keep, that keeps coming to mind for me is like this journey for um, you, Ainsley, of like autonomy, right? Like mm-hmm. you are at that age where it's like you are becoming a young adult, you know, mm-hmm. and figuring out that like I am different from my parents. I am separate right. from my parents. And I think that you gave a great example of the way that you and Jim eat mm-hmm. can be different than the way that Ainsley yeah. eats. You're your own person, mm-hmm. right? And kids go through that when they're really little, like that two, three age where they're like, whoa, I'm separate from you. This is crazy. Let me exert my independence. You know, that's why they want to do everything on their own. But I think in our teenage years and into a young adulthood, we're doing the same thing. But it's in like these really big ways of like, I am learning how, like I'm trying to learn how to be an adult here and how to be able to get myself to therapy by myself and do those types of things. And so I think that's a big part of the journey, which can be really hard for us as parents. We're used to taking care of you guys Mm -hmm. and being the one that makes the decisions and gets you there and does all this stuff and being able to let go of some of that and be like, you are your own person. We love you. We support you. We're here with you, but we need to kind of let you spread your wings a little bit in, in being who you are. Right. And that can be really hard mm-hmm. as parents, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to mention real quickly a book that has really helped me. It's called Mothers, Daughters, and Body Image, Learning to Love Ourselves as We Are. It's by Hilary L. McBride. Um, and I haven't gotten through all of it only because I'm, I'm a pretty slow reader, but I underline absolutely everything. Um, but again, if you just need a resource, um, if you, you know, and it's for moms who don't have daughters, it's for moms who have newborn daughters, because I think this journey, um, you know, we, if we learn about it early enough, um, we're going to raise some pretty incredible girls. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage this book to be read, you know, by moms who might have newborns, who might have three-year-olds. And, and if you have a 16-year-old, if you have a 30-year-old, like it, it, you can, this relationship with food and body image can be cured with your daughter. Mm-hmm. There, there's never, mm-hmm. it, you're never too late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we'll put that book in the show notes yeah. so for anybody awesome. that wants to, you know, go on Amazon and yeah. get it or um, wants to look more into that. Mm-hmm. A couple of biblical ties. I want to bring scripture into this. Um, one thing you said, Kristen, you said, I think this will be something I'll always struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of Paul's thorn. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that same exact thought. <laughs> yeah. 
reminds me of Paul Thorne, and I do think that 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 is a potential. Um, and we can see that as a bad thing or a good thing. Mm-hmm. What Paul was saying, and what we can absorb too, is that that in this area, if it drives us back to the Father, mm-hmm. we'll take it, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, it kind of ties into what we said in the very beginning, which is like the enemy. He's not that creative. He totally fools us all with this as mm-hmm. women, and we fall for it. Um, and but it, but again, like if it, if it is a part of our world and the Lord can kind of smash that and be like, actually, I am Lord over that. I, I am the redeemer. I am the one who comes and guides and leads. And we do run back to him every time we feel plagued by it or struggling with it or what have you. Um, that is a good thing. Um, Paul was saying like, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I will boast all the more of my weaknesses and my limitations. And if this is a weakness and limitation that we as females carry around, mm-hmm. um, then I guess so be it if it drives us back to the father. Um, the other thing is, is like we've been talking about making sure that um, with each of all three of our episodes, um, we want to talk again, um, like we did the first one about just this narrative. And that goes back to the idea of taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm. Isa, you have been doing an amazing amazing job at this, whether you realize it or not, this is exactly what it is when you're that self-talk and that like being like, no, that's not true. And you grab Mm -hmm. that thought. And I don't know if you replace it with a truth about what the father says about you. um, But that is what we're called to also Mm -hmm. like, what are your, what are your narratives and what are the things that run through your mind and, and how are you stopping those? And what can you say instead Mm -hmm. of that? um, Just for both of you. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, I'll, so um, I think for me, it's um, looking in the mirror and saying things that you don't like, obviously. I think um, what my mom said earlier about, like, this is God's temple. This is mm-hmm. um, the body he made. So when I'm um, bashing it, I'm bashing God's creation. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, that's been something that's super helpful is um, – looking in the mirror and not seeing Ainsley's body that is a result of eating. Um, but Ainsley's body, that's a result of the creator um, mm-hmm. and what he's made. Um, that's so good. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Kristen? Um, for me, it's it's really super simple. Um, I, anytime I start getting um, down about maybe what I look like, I, I just hear God whisper, I love you, Kristen. And it's, it's, it's simple, but for me, that's what I need to hear because I don't think as a child, I heard it that much. Mm-hmm. And so to be here for my, to hear from my heavenly father, that's almost all I need to hear is I love mm-hmm. you. I, I love you regardless mm-hmm. of what you look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that, that has really helped me just get back into a place of like, he loves me for me. He doesn't mm-hmm. love me. And again, you know, like Ainsley was saying, uh, I, I, I've learned to kind of be like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm, I, I don't want to bash the creator's creation. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, he sees me beautiful. Um, so why would I think anything less of myself? Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That narrative is so powerful mm-hmm. in, yeah. in so many different ways because it really does impact how we're thinking about ourselves or yeah. whatever might be going on, like what the messages that we're giving ourselves, like, we're going to believe, especially when it's something not good. Yeah. It's way harder to believe the things that are good and true about us. But like, if we're telling her something bad, it's like, oh yeah, that's totally true about myself. Like yeah. we can, we really kind of like embrace those negative things and, and doing, you know, the, that like kind of like opposite truth 
when we have those negative thoughts, but mm-hmm. being like, okay, what else is true about me in this instance that is positive, right? And that can be hard to do. And I think that being honest in that, I remember saying to when, you know, my son was being so good at calling me out for my negative self-talk, you know, saying like, oh, I suck at cooking. And he was like, mom, you don't suck at cooking. And so I was like, you're right. I don't suck at cooking. (laughs) I don't enjoy cooking. It's not my most favorite thing. And it doesn't bring me a lot of joy, but I'm not bad at it. Right. Like just, and that's all true. Like I can cook. I hate it. But like I, instead of saying I hate cooking, I was just bashing myself for not, Mm -hmm. not it being a natural desire of my heart to want Mm -hmm. to do it. And so just like finding those truths of, you know, maybe I am feeling like a little bloated this week and it's making me feel uncomfortable. Like, okay, that's all right. Like, Hmm. it's okay that I'm feeling this way. Mm -hmm. I don't always feel this way. And, you know, you know, whatever, like the truth may be around Mm -hmm. what we're another, another truth that is there that's more positive. Yeah. And I think we have to be honest, but Mm -hmm. also like allow ourselves some space to be like, okay, yeah, I I understand I'm feeling this way about Mm -hmm. myself right now, but what else is there? What else Mm -hmm. is true? Mm -hmm. And trying to get the lens of the father there. Like, yeah. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, yeah, even right. though I'm bloated. Even that, yeah. he wired our bodies to get yeah. bloated. That's what happens. Absolutely. And so there, yeah. yes, and I'm fearfully yeah. and wonderfully made. Yes. Yeah. And I am made in his image. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I things. had to stop the comparison, too. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, you know, I'm very much one who is going to compare myself to someone else. And so mm-hmm. I had to stop. I'm visualizing and comparing myself mm-hmm. to others, you know, whether it's she's a better cook or she um, is a better runner or she looks better in those jeans than I do. Mm-hmm. I, I had to just, I had to stop that thinking. It's mm-hmm. damaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. And instead, do, like, shift it to, like, good for her. Yeah. Right. Like, you <laughs> run, girl. You do it. Right. You know? Right. Rock those jeans. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. We guys, thank you so much. This has been so amazing, so powerful, so life-giving. And um, I hope that's the same to everybody who hears it. Um, We're just so grateful that you came in and just were so honest and sharing about each of your individual journeys and your journey together as mom and daughter in this area. Because, yeah we're in this together Mm -hmm. and we like to talk about hard stuff and it's, it's, it can be scary and we want to keep it hidden, but out to the light, out to the light, out to the light. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have any announcements. No, do we? I don't think so. Not right now. Yeah. So, um, we will have one more podcast, um, in July. It will air on the 23rd. Um, and then we'll move into August, but, yeah, I mean, we're in the middle of summer. We hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. We hope you're really. We hope you're listening to this on the beach. Yes, totally. <laughs> I hope it goes in your, va- your vacay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that bikini. I hope it goes in your vacay queue of things that you want to listen to. So, yeah. All right. Well, with that, I'm just gonna pray for us. Do it. Sound good? All right. Heavenly Father, I just praise you for this opportunity. Um, I praise you for the voices around this circle. I thank you for Ainsley and just her brave, open heart, and just the way the eyes that you've given her to see and the ears that you've given her to hear and her mind, the way that you've made it to to think through stuff in such a new and different way. Um, And I just thank you for her willingness to come today and be so brave and to share so openly. I thank you for Kristen and her brave journey too about sharing how, you know, she had to kind of 
realize stuff about what she was saying and how she was saying it and what, what it was doing to her kiddo and owning that and being brave and strong and saying, that's okay. Um, I'm in this with you, kiddo. We're going to do this together. And she surrendered herself before you. And we just, we praise you for, for that father. I just pray that you would continue to move and work in their story, move and work in their lives, um, give them wisdom and direction and, and open lines of communication and dialogue, father, that you would just be so present and so near in that. Um, I pray for every single listener out there today that these words would be just so life-giving and such a blessing um, and that we would be able to take away what we need to implement in our own lives, whether it be in our own personal journey or in our experience and journey with our child, our children. Father, would you be so near? We surrender the words to you and we trust them to you. We pray, Father, that ultimately we would be free of this thing, but that when you allow it, to continue to be a thing, a thorn in our side, that it would drive us back to you, surrendered before you, trusting you, with our arms open wide saying, pick me up and hold me in this, Father. I need you to remind me who I am. I need you to give me wisdom and direction on how to move forward. And I need you to help me to stand up under the temptation, to tear myself down, to tear others down, to compare, um, and to, to be distanced from you and your promises and your love, your grace and your mercy. We love you, Father. We trust all of this to you, and we praise your holy and mighty name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.